in the Acts of the Apostles today, what we hear is a conclusion of the uh, persecution that the apostles received immediately after they uh, performed various signs of healing, healing of the crippled, healings which they performed in the name of Jesus. And they gave witness to him, they gave witness to his power, they gave witness to, to that great concern that Jesus had. And they themselves were entrusted with the message of, as they say, reconciliation, the message of proclamation. They were able to do these extraordinary signs in Jerusalem. And, and at first, you know, the Sanhedrin not only uh, wished to punish them, but to make them an example, you know, that such cannot be tolerated. But today what we hear as one of the, one of the Pharisees, the Pharisees in the Sanhedrin named Gamaliel, Gamaliel was someone who was a great rabbi under whom St. Paul studied, which means he was a great rabbi, a great teacher, and he's the one who spoke uh, in front of the Sanhedrin. And uh, he was well respected by people. He stood up, ordered the apostles to be put out, put outside for a short time. And he spoke to the Sanhedrin. He says, fellow children of Israel, be careful what you're about to do to these men. Be careful. And why would he say something like that? Because he said he gave examples. If, if this is not of God, if this is not of God, as Jesus is of, 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 of just human importance, then no matter, uh, then it will not, it will not continue. It will not, it will fizzle out on its own. And he gave examples. Yes, those students who appeared claiming to be someone important, and he had even had 400 men who joined him, who followed him. Then he was killed. And then what happened is they were all disbanded. It all fizzled out, and he gave another, Judas of Galilean, the time of census. Once again, he had great influence on people. He did many things, but then once once he was killed, then every, all the activity perished. And he says, if this is not of God, you know, this whole movement with Jesus will also fizzle out. But he said, but if it is of God, then you will be fighting God in that great wisdom of his, and this is what he said. So um, so the, 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 the leaders of the Sanhedrin um, understood what he was saying. So, but if it comes from God, you will not be able to destroy them. You may even find yourself fighting against God. So they persuaded by him. Um, they said basically to the apostles, stop teaching. They flogged them. But the disciples left, and they were rejoicing that they were able, that they were found worthy to suffer this honor for the sake of Jesus' name. And all day long, both at the temple and in their homes, they did not stop teaching and proclaiming that Christ, Jesus is the Christ, Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus is the Son of God. It is a, it's for us for us to hear what took place then and 2,000 years from then, or more, most 20, 2,000 and, and 50, 60 years ago, uh, what we have before us is 
is not only the Gamaliel's teaching which came true, but but 2,000 years later we, we proclaim Jesus as the Lord, Jesus as the risen Christ, the Messiah. He's the one. And so that teaching will never come to an end, will never fizzle out because Jesus is our Lord and our God. So this is why we proclaim him. The witnesses, the disciples who have heard him teach, preach, do extraordinary signs and rise from the dead. And he's the one who gave us the power of the Holy Spirit. That teaching will never end because it is a salvific gift of God himself. And this is the one who has risen from the dead is also the one who fed the 5,000 today from five loaves of barley, loaves of bread and two fish. This, he's the one. And he's the one who's also nourishing us today. We have gathered here. And what does he do? He nourishes, nourishes us with his word. What does he do? He wants us to receive him the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus. He wants us to nourish us, that we will not be uh, without spiritual nourishment. They will not become too weak to continue. He, he gives us this nourishment each day. Today we honor St. Catherine of Siena, both a mystic, great teacher, doctor of the church, who lived in the 14th century. She lived just like Faustina, 33 years of her life, just 33. She um, did not have any formal education, yet she understood and knew the Lord through the preaching and example of others and through the gift of the Holy Spirit that she received. She learned how to read and write already as an adult. But at the age of 16, she consecrated herself already to Christ completely. She became a third order Dominican and she wanted to live a life of prayer, fasting, suffering for Christ on behalf of others, young as she was. And she was determined to live her whole life for Christ. And we see how the Lord welcomed her and took her under his special care. Um, being 16, seemingly of no importance. But soon enough, soon enough, she became a great spiritual director to, to many. When she spoke about the Lord and she had special visions of Jesus himself, gave her extraordinary graces. And, 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 and she manifested that love for Christ, which also means wisdom and knowledge. And, and there are many, many great leaders from 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 uh, not only Italy but from parts of Europe would come and seek her guidance, seek her, seek her wisdom, spiritual nourishment that they receive from her. And not only that, as you may know, she was quite influential even on the Pope, as you, the Pope. Uh, uh, the, the papacy left Rome and went to Avignon, a nice town, beautiful town. Rome at that time was not exactly the best place. Uh, There's a lot of poverty there. But she was able to convince Pope Gregory XI to return back to Rome. 
despite the fact is that there were many politicians and many great leaders and military leaders all were trying to push him and trying to convince him they didn't pay attention. But when she spoke, he responded, what is it when a person who uh, wishes to totally live, live out her life for Christ, what is it that makes him so powerful, so influential? It seems like she didn't have a political party to root for her. She didn't have great media to work for her. She didn't even have Twitter. Uh, she didn't have anything. And yet the power of God's grace, the power of God's love, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are able to radiate from that person and have an effect on people around them. What is it? Is grace, is God's love. And so that means allowing oneself to be imbued with grace, allowing ourselves to be moved by grace. That's all she wanted to do. Her life was Christ, completely and totally. She didn't have an agenda of her own for her life. She just wanted to live. She wanted to help the poor, and she did. She wanted to help those who were afflicted with plague. Yes, just like today, and she did. But she all did it because of, of that love that she had for, for, for Christ. It was Pope Benedict. He had a series of reflections on great women, women who had incredible effect on the church. And, you know, as you may, may remember, John Paul not only mentioned, they gave her the title of the doctor of the church, but also gave her the title of co-patron of Europe because of her great extent travels that she did and the effect that she had. And, and Pope Benedict speaks of several things being a characteristic of her. He speaks of her of complete self-giving to Christ and the Lord responding to her by blessing her. He spoke of, of, the, of the elements of her spiritual life and that was Christocentric. She loved Christ, she loved him, she loved the Eucharist. She loved the passion of Christ, meditated on the passion, meditated on the presence of the Eucharist. The Lord responded to her also by giving her extraordinary communion with him, union with him through what is called mystical marriage. She ex experienced and saw Jesus offering to her a type of ring of marriage. She experienced that. She also received the gift of tears because she had such a great compassion, just like the Lord, who has compassion on us, seeing these sufferings, sufferings of others. She cried, she understood. She was deeply touched by the, by the, by the tragedies, by the pain, by the suffering of others. These are the gifts that the Lord gives us because he wants to share what is best. And you know, <clears throat> <clears throat> I, I happened to be in Rome when I was in my early 20s and I was traveling to Europe at that time and this friend of mine who was of Italian background, we went to see Pantheon because everybody wants to see Pantheon, you know, the great art, you know, we see the, the incredible structure, 34 meters wide, you know, we drank about over, over 100 feet, uh, this dome, which has a big opening in the middle. The future, there's no, no structure, no, uh, no um, 
uh, you know, steel or anything else. No capstone even. It's a marvel in terms of art. Again, built during the time of Romans, Roman time. And this friend of mine, this Italian, he says, you know, near, near Pantheon is the Church of St. Catherine. And he says, well, how do you know? I says, I heard it was not too far. And so we roam around, we walked around. And sure enough, there was a church and, and there where she's buried. She was there. And, and it, it hit me so hard because, you know, here I was. I know we were not, you know, you know, in, in, in school, in graduate school. Uh, the, it was something that, that, that was kind of significant for me, you know, because, you know, things that you want to see are so important. I wanted to see Michelangelo's Pietà, but, but somebody um, was a crazy person who hit her with a hammer, and so she was not able to be seen. But the Lord gave me to see something which I was not planning to see with a friend, you know, who seemed to know a lot more than I did what's important. And um, and so we did. And subsequently, I had the joy of visiting her many times because of my work there. But uh, I see this person, this St. Catherine, who wrote a magnificent work called The Dialogues, the dialogue with, with Jesus, Jesus' words there. And, and, uh, and you know, sometimes we speak of, of, of work who was she? Lived 33 years, you know, didn't know how to read until she was in her 20s, literally. And, and yet, and yet what God can do for the, those who love him. Remember Faustina too, two and a half years of education, she left behind a diary. Sometimes we, we don't appreciate what God has for us. And, and you know, the Lord reminded Faustina, but she also you know, communicated with Catherine. She said, if you open to me, I'll give you extraordinary gifts, extraordinary gifts, gifts of knowledge, insights, knowledge, understanding, and, 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 and the grace for others. Here she is, lived between 1347 and 1380, seemingly in dark ages, and yet the power of Christ, whose light, whose wisdom, whose joy, Maybe then today, as we continue the sacred liturgy, where we, we remember her, let us ask her to pray for us, to intercede for us, and that we may be inspired by her life, that we may likewise open ourselves completely to Christ, live for him and for others, live without counting the cost, desiring only his will, and responding to the gifts that he gives, especially the Eucharist. Empowered by his presence, nourished by him, we shall attain that holiness and that future glory in Jesus, whose only mission was that we share the divinity as he humbled himself to share in our humanity. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast 
to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.